Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Bailey is a health and wellness recipe developer, and she also has a podcast called Breakfast at Bailey's. And she's coming today to talk to us about how to regain motivation given the current climate. But before we get there, of course, Bailey is going to share her beautiful story of what it was like starting and launching her business so that you can get some tips too. Yeah, absolutely. I am mostly a recipe developer, but I like to focus on approachable and affordable health and wellness, uh, the lifestyle, and just all around taking care of yourself in a very balanced way. I don't really have a specific diet that I follow, but I do try to incorporate as many vegetables and, and you know plant-based foods into my diet as possible. And I try to do that, as I said, in an affordable and a very approachable, easy way. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with health and wellness and cooking healthier and taking care of themselves. And I think there is a lot of information out there. And I just really like to cut the BS and keep it real simple for any novice in the kitchen. No matter what, if you're a novice or if you're an expert, it's it's all approachable and, and basically there for anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. And where did you, like what motivated you to actually launch this as a business? Well, I grew up um, with single with a single mother. I did have my father in the picture, but not as often. And my mom was full-time working. And I started to have to fend for myself and learn how to cook at a very young age with minimal ingredients in the kitchen just because we weren't really well off. So we really had a budget, a really strict budget to follow. And I started learning to cook and improvise and put cheap meals together at a very young age. And they weren't that healthy. But as I got older, I really started being captivated by the health industry and, and, and taking more interest in my own health. So I taught myself how to cook healthier. I did a lot of research. I worked in the industry for a while. And I just started putting my recipes out online onto Instagram after being um, really motivated by seeing others do it. And I felt, you know, it was something that I could also do. And that's where it started. Mm, Wow, amazing. And tell me about like the turning point. So I noticed that like a lot of businesses and especially a lot of lifestyle brands and food brands, they'll start off like just doing something from their heart, which you did, you know, and it just kind of started taking off. What was it like when you actually made your first set of income? Like what, what was that experience like for you? How did that happen? And what did it feel like? Like bring us there. It, it really was, it was really weird at first. I felt kind of like, what, I can make money doing this. This can be a business. And I was seeing others, like my, a lot of peers and I guess my quote unquote tribe girls that I'd started with, um, and, and really talked to a lot on Instagram and online and even offline over text and whatnot. And they started to have an income and talk more and more about how they had turned their blog and their Instagram and just their overall health coach or their nutrition degree into their own business. And that's what really motivated me to start trying. And when I started to make money, it was really weird for me. It felt so 
because I've always been in the corporate world or just, you know, working a nine to five job in the office. And so it was really, it was really weird. But at the same time, it was like, oh my gosh, so this is like my brand. This is my business. Sailor Bailey is, is me. And that's when I started to really focus in on that and do more research. And I started to try to approach it more as a business. And it just started to kind of fall into place. It was a little messy at first, just like all businesses are, but it definitely started to fall into place and make more and more sense. The more research I did, the more that I, you know, talked to other women entrepreneurs, the more that I talked to my peers and other people in my tribe, it got easier and easier day by day. And eventually I was planning on leaving the company and possibly going into part-time or doing contract work for them in the fall. And what ended up happening, I got laid off um, before I had planned. And I just kind of, it was now or never, you know, so I kind of had to put a little fire under my butt, so to speak, and and get it going right then and there. Because it was, I didn't really want to go back to a different nine to five job. I really wanted to make Sailor Bailey work. Mm, that is so powerful. And so you were kind of putting yourself out there as a consultant to develop recipes, or you've kind of built a community around like the ads part and the sponsorship part? A little bit of both. I um, I actually started putting myself out there as a consultant doing working for other PR companies to help mm-hmm. with social media management, because that's um, the last nine to five career that I had. I was a social media director for a company in the natural food industry. And so I used my resources there to try and find some contract work. And then I also worked for local Denver companies. And I still do that um, on the side, do for local Denver food companies um, and also local PR agencies and do restaurant photography here and there and then social media strategy and helping others build their social media um, from the ground up. Beautiful. I really just love that you share that because I think I want everybody to pay attention to the the move that you made. You found something that you do and that you do really well and you coupled it with something that you love, which is food. And that's kind of how you've now built this beautiful brand that encompasses both. Wow. Amazing, amazing story. So what has been your greatest win so far in your business? Gosh, I think the greatest win in my business, it was more of a personal thing. Like, you know, of course I've had my, my big wins on working with dream companies, companies that I, food brands that I've just really been passionate about since before I even had an Instagram and blog. And now working with them on a paid level has been obviously a big win. But I think a personal win for me was, um, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but a lot of us, when we start our Instagram, especially when it's based around food or our blog, we kind of hide behind the food and you don't really know who exactly it is. It's a lot of times it's a, it's a food pun or some sort of name and you don't really have your full name there. And I think my biggest win was when I finally accepted the fact that this is who I am, this is my brand and I need to be proud of it. And I started to put myself out there, whether it be with my photos or talking more about my personal story. Um, I've always been a private person. And I think the when I finally took the turn of being more of an open book online to strangers, it was really a big win for me uh, as far as my personal growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I think most of us hide behind social media, even if yeah. we're, even if we are the brand, it can feel so nerve wracking. But then once you open up and you share, it almost becomes like 
a freeing process where you're like, oh my gosh, I can be myself. I feel like I've been, you know, selling something that wasn't 100% me. And like, now I can really step out and just be me. And it feels good when you get that confirmation. So that's super, super exciting. And of course, congrats on working with your dream clients. Like that's a major win too. Yeah, of course. So tell us what it's like for you, you know, as you are kind of trying to get things back in order. We all have been, uh, I don't want to say we've all been hit by a truck because I kind of am an optimist and I'm like, this could be worse. Like we are doing okay. We're healthy. We have homes to quarantine to. Um, But it can feel 2020 was rough on many different fronts and getting back in the groove now that quarantines are starting to lift. Um, I think can be a challenge for some. So what tips do you have for us? You know, you talk about this a lot on your blog and on your podcast uh, regarding just positive mental health and staying positive and jumping back in the game. And so how can we regain motivation right now and get back into our work? I think one of the hardest things for people is um, finding motivation. And I get that question a lot about how I stay motivated Um, especially with continuing workouts, you know, when the gyms are closed or even when a lot of them aren't reopening at all, when businesses are going out and whatnot and your routine is just such in a funk, it's very hard to stay motivated. But my biggest plan of action that I've always fallen into is that I really thrive off routine. And even if it's something as little as trying to find a a specific bedtime to go to bed to, whether it be always at nine or 10 o'clock at night, I try to at least start with something small and continue to build onto my routine. And to me, routine and motivation really go hand in hand together because when you have a routine, you're more motivated to better your routine. So if you're getting a good night's sleep, then you're going to be more motivated to work out the next morning. And the only way that you're going to get a good night's sleep is if you have a really good routine. Um, And the same thing goes with working out. If you have a routine and you figure out a good time that works for you, whether it be morning, noon, or night, if you stick to that routine, you're going to eventually find more motivation to work out a little harder or find new workouts and that sort of thing. And another thing is um, affirmation. And I do, I do a lot of affirmation reading and a lot of self-help books, as cheesy as that sounds, they really do help motivate me if I do get stuck in a little bit of a depression rut or, you know, what was me? I, I get stuck in the comparison trap. I like to, that's usually when I know it's time to turn off social media, turn off the phone, step away from everything and start checking into yourself and focusing on yourself. And I think that when we're more focused on our inner being and our heart, I think things just naturally fall into place and we find more motivation to live our life, whether it be to find that dream job or quit your job and, and start your own business. I think the best way to go about that is to shut down all of your social media and your comparison trap and find things that are motivating, whether it be a podcast that you like that motivates you and makes you feel good inside or an affirmation book. Um, I have one that I read all the time called Forgiving and Moving On. I've had it for years since I was a little, a little, I guess a teen, but closer to my, a younger age. My mom gave it to me and it's about, you know, codependency and um, growing up with alcoholics or, or drug addicts in your family. But there's a lot of knowledge and power within the book. They're different, man, they're different manifestations and affirmations. And I've had that book in my life for years. And whenever I'm starting to feel down or have a hard morning, I start my morning with reading that book and reading, you know, my daily affirmation and it always ends up hitting home and it's a really great book. 
So little things like that, that you can find that just spark you, you know, and for some people, it's just going for a walk outside to clear your brain. And I just think that when you're bringing more positive things and you're making more space, you're going to find more motivation to take care, better care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One important thing that you mentioned, and, and we had talked about this too on, um, the She Hills Rural Facebook page was we talked about the importance of having that routine. It's so interesting that like as humans, you know, we, we have so much free will to just do whatever we want, but we really thrive best when we're in a little bit of a routine. It's kind of like it works in opposition to what we think we should be doing when we just want to creatively design our life and just go with the flow. Um, routines really do help. And so I would love to hear a little bit more. You talked a little bit about your, your workouts and your like, um, evening routines. I would love for you to give us a bit more detail about that. What does your typical workout routine look like? So I'll tell you, it's changed a lot. I, it used to be, I would wake up in the morning and either have a little bit of coffee and then head to the gym, or I just get up and go straight to the gym. If there was anything in my way, I was worried I wouldn't make it to the gym and I would go and I would work out um, a different body part, uh, whether it be back or legs or arms or whatever, full body for about an hour. And then I would come home and I would eat my breakfast. I would finish my coffee. I would start getting open up my computer and start my work or I would walk the dogs. And now that things have changed so drastically, I wake up and I take my time. I do my reading. I sip my coffee. And then I ease myself into a, um, a, a home workout and I usually make them up myself because I'm, I'm just one that I've been blessed with motivation as far as working out goes. It's kept my mind out of the gutter. It really helps me um, with endorphins. It helps bring me more, more happiness. I'm, I struggle with depression. I have my entire life. And for me with working out, it's always been something that's just been there for me and helped me feel better getting a little bit of sweat in. So I'm always pretty motivated to work out and I make up my own little workout. And I usually, now it's only for 30 minutes, you know, and I do it in front of the mirror in my living room um, with the dogs all over me licking me, but it's still, <laughs> it's still great. And I love it. And it's, I'm really digging my new routine. And I quite honestly, gyms are starting to open up here and I'm, I, I'm not sure my art, my, our gym that we've been going to for years is actually permanently closed. So it's time to find a new gym. And I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to run into that right now. You know, I think I'm really enjoying taking it a little easier on myself and working out from home. I'm having more results. I have more time for myself. Um, and I'm enjoying the new routine. I got used to it. Uh, and as far as night routine goes, that's, you know, there's a certain time where I check out from social media and that's usually around dinner time. I, I know a lot, it's kind of like, a uh, a slow process for me, but I stop no more social media after dinner or during dinner, right before whatever I don't get on anymore. And then, you know, no more checking my phone around a certain time, like seven 30 at night. And then that's when we stop watching TV. I usually head down to my bed and I start reading and that's, um, I, I like to read romance novels as cheesy as <laughs> that's what I've always done since I was a kid. Um, yeah. Sometimes there's some murder mysteries in there, some more intense stuff. But for the most part, I read like Harlan Coben books, which are like kind of thrillers, but they're pretty, they're pretty awesome. And they're a little bit, you know, twister, but it's all fiction. And that's what I do. I read for an hour, an hour and a half, and then I turn out the light and go to bed. So it's, it's always worked for me. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm so glad you said the fiction part, because I've been wanting to get back like I haven't read fiction since 
I was like, I don't know, 14 or 15 or something, because my whole life, it was just all academics, you know, studying, being in school, learning about the business stuff, teaching the business stuff. And I said to myself during this quarantine, and I haven't done it yet, I started with cookbooks, but now I'm ready to move into some fiction. I said, I'm going to regain my commitment to just having fun with reading, like not reading anything educational and informational. And so the author that you just dropped, oh, trust me, I'm going to be checking them out because because I've been looking for a good thriller to read. So that that was the golden nugget for the day for me. <laughs> He's awesome. I've been reading him since I was a teen. My mom got me into him. She goes to Goodwill and like other other used stores, like um, donation-based stores and whatnot. And they they sell a plethora of these books. And Harlan Coben, I will say, is one of my favorite. He's He's definitely really interesting and it's it's enough that it's going to feed your brain a bit, but it's not going to like overstimulate you. And that's a thing I think that a lot of people have a problem with is I think that with the with 2020 now, I think we're all like obsessed with learning and always being productive. Yes. And for me, if I'm reading a self-help book or a business book or anything of the matter before bed, I get overstimulated and I don't sleep well and I start kind of feeling a little bit of anxiety, like I'm not doing enough. And I, you know, even if it's a finance or, or, you know, how to, how to invest your money and all that stuff, I've tried that before. It doesn't work. And I need a break, you know, and, and I know that a lot of us are obsessed with trying to always use our time as, you know, something constructive and, and every single moment in our life, you know, we can't relax. I know a lot of people that don't even watch TV anymore because yes. every minute of their life to be learning something new. And exactly. I don't, I don't thrive. How depressing that. is that? Yeah. I know it is. It is. And I don't thrive off that. I need to give my brain a break in order for me to absorb things. So that's yeah. my little, my little tidbit of the day is, you know, get yourself a fiction book and read it and just mm-hmm. go back to being that little girl and, mm-hmm. and enjoy that book. Because you y- think about how happy you used to be reading those books before bed, like goosebumps and all those things. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite thing to read growing and, up with Goosebumps. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all those books. And and I remember, you know, Bernstein Bears and just all those mm-hmm. things. That's what really, my whole childhood was about books. And, and it's just important to incorporate some of the things that you enjoyed as a kid. You know, we don't always have to be constructive. You're going to lose motivation if you don't let yourself relax once in a while. Mm, now that is something to tweet. You are going to lose motivation if you don't allow yourself to relax. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> Love that. So what's your most, I guess, on the contrary of, of this, what is your most productive time of the day in terms of social media? Because you're a social media rock star and you are like such an expert in this space as it pertains to food. And so where do you find you are most creative and you kind of can get the most done during your workday as an independent solopreneur? Well, for me personally, um, I would say it's between, for me, it'd be nine to three. I tend to check out around 3 p.m. And I think at nine, I've already had all my coffee, which I mean, come on, who doesn't love some coffee? Mm -hmm. I have coffee at nine and it's kicked in. And that's usually when I can start with my emails and whatnot. But as far as posting goes, if I, I usually have to do that like first thing in the morning to get that done. And if I'm going to be communicating with people and, and chatting with my, with my peers and other people online, that's got to be in the morning. I like to just kind of get that out of the way. And then I focus the rest of my afternoon on, 
on cooking and doing recipe development. And I'll tell you why it is in that order is because that's when my lighting for where I live and at my house is the best for photos. So unfortunately, a lot of my schedule has to um, revolve around lighting and just for the pure sense of photography. Um, so that's, that's the, one of the main reasons I wouldn't say I'm always just so motivated in the afternoon, but that's just when the lighting is the best. So that's usually when I step away from my computer and I start to focus on everything going on in the kitchen. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really great observation. And that didn't mean much to me until quarantine happened. And then I was like, oh my gosh, all my social media photos I have to take in the house now. What is this lighting thing I have to learn? (laughs) I had to throw myself in and realize that, okay, I need a new schedule because now the light is great at like 1130 slash 12. And so all these other things are going to have to wait until the evening. And it just, for me, that just kind of ended up being the new normal. So it's really interesting. But I think what I hear you saying is that you got to find what works for you based on the work that you do, when you feel most motivated, what's also happening around you that's going to limit you from getting certain things done when, um, and and just kind of create a schedule around that. So these tips have been super duper helpful. And I'm just wondering, Bailey, as you look back at your life and the success that you've had in your business and transitioning successfully from your nine to five into a profitable business that's working for you. If you could look back and give your 10 year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? I think it would be to just keep going and to stop worrying so much. And that life is that life and the universe in general is abundant. And no matter what you're going to make through it and you're going to find opportunities and abundance, no matter what, no matter where I go with my career, no, no matter where I wanted to go with my career, there's going to be abundance. I think mm. something that helped me back a lot from when I was at a young age was worrying about running out and that, you know, or, or there being too much and me not being enough. Um, I wanted to be a nurse at a young age and, you know, all of a sudden there was like hundreds of people in my peers that wanted to be nurses. And of course, my first thought that went to my head was, okay, well, I'm not going to find a good job because there's so many other people competing. The comparative, you know, the comparison trap, like that kind of thing. So I just wish that at a young age, I I just really knew that there's abundance all around us and that life and the universe is constantly growing and giving us things and that there'll always be enough for everybody. Mm, There is more than enough. There is absolutely more than enough for all of us. I love that. Subscribe to that belief too and really hope that everybody can really start to see the possibilities in their everyday life. It will make things so much different and so much better. How can our audience find and support you? Uh, They can find me. My recipes really live on sailorbailey.com. That's my food blog. I am on Instagram and at sailor, S-A-I-L-O-R underscore Bailey. Um, and that's where you're going to find a lot of my balanced lifestyle and approachable health and wellness. And then I've got my podcast. It's a lot. It's all around mental health and wellness. Um, that's breakfast at Bailey's. And that's about it. If you're looking for workouts, I'm also on YouTube, Sailor Bailey. Uh, I do 20 minutes, uh, really quick Tabata workouts that have been really great. Uh, at least for me, I've been getting really good results with my own workouts, not to chew my own horn, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with it. So yeah, you can find me. 
Oh, thank you so much, Bailey. I totally encourage everybody to give you a visit. Thanks for coming on the show, and I can't wait to have you back. Oh, thanks for so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.